The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Gemara Nedarim, Daf Mem. Today's Daf is being studied. Amen. Begin today's daf on Lamitet Amud Bet, starting on the bottom line. Rav Helbo Halash. Rav Helbo got sick. Nafak Achriz Rav Kahana. So Rav Kahana went out and announced in public. What did he announce? Rav Helbo Baish. That Rav Helbo is sick. And everybody should go and visit him. However, the Gabbara says, Lo ika Nobody went and visited him. So Rav Kana saw that the people don't appreciate the importance of visiting the sick. Amalehu. So, he tells the Hakamim, Lo kachayam ma'aseh b'talmid ehad metamir Rabbi Akiva shahala. Don't you know the story of the student of Rabbi Akiva that got sick? Lo nechnesu hachamim lebakero. The rabbis did not visit. But Rabbi Akiva himself went and visited. When he got there, he sweeped up, he cleaned up the uh, the room for the sick person. And he cleaned up also with water. He mopped the place up. In front of him. And the patient ended up living, ended up uh, recovering. Amar lo, and the sick person told Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi, he hiitani, he gave me life. Yatzar Rabbi Akiva v'darash. After Rabbi Akiva went out and said, Kol mi she'en mevaker chodim, ki ilu shofech damim. Anybody that doesn't visit the sick people, hasbul shalom, it's like he's murdering uh, innocent people. Because when a person goes to visit the sick, he tends to his needs. Maybe he needs a medicine, maybe he needs, uh, you know, something to, to make him more comfortable. When you don't go visit, so Hasbush Shalom, it causes, uh, causes him to die. Hasbush Shalom. When Ravdimi came from Irsail to Bavel, Amar, Gorem Lo Shihye. And the opposite, he said. Anybody that visits the sick person gives him life, causes him to live. Gorem Lo Shihamut. And anybody that. Uh, doesn't visit the sick person, causes him to die. So the Gemara wants to understand the statement. My Girama, what does it mean over here? He causes, causes him to live, causes him to die. If it means that anybody that goes to visit the sick person, so he sees how sick the person is, it's going to cause him to pray. So that's what it means. Causes him to live, because he's going to pray for him. And then what? And anybody that doesn't visit the sick person, that means obviously it's his enemy. And therefore, And therefore must be he's praying for the guy to die. That doesn't make sense to say such a thing. He's a guy goes so far, you're going to pray for somebody to die? You know, we're trying to understand the statement. So I understand that side. 
he goes to visit him, he prays for him, and the praying uh, does the uh, work, does the work for him. The guy doesn't visit, what does that mean? So one is ten years, because he doesn't visit, because he hates him. So what is he doing at home all day long? Praying for the guy to die. So that, that's what he means. He says, come on, that's uh, far-fetched. The guy's going to pray for somebody uh, to die? So the Gemara says, means the guy that doesn't go visit, he doesn't know anything. He doesn't pray, not that he should live, not that he should die. And that's what it means, which is by not praying, so therefore he's not going to give, do the, uh, the, the sick person uh, justice, because if he would have visited him, he would see how sick he is, he'd feel bad for him. That's what it means, by not praying. And the Ran has an interesting interpretation over here. If you look at the... Uh, that on the first uh, first line, and the vaker alav ramim lo shayev lo shayev. When the Rebbe and Naidachi come on, pe'amin she sarich le vaker ramim la cholesh yamut. Sometimes you have to pray for the sick person to die. Kegon she mistayer a cholesh bechodyo harbe. You see, the sick person is going to tremendous tsar uh, agony. The eif shan lo shiyehian. He's not going to be able to live. Kedamim le perikan no sick. We know the Masih ketubot. If you remember when the Ben Rakadosh was sick towards the end. And his maidservant prayed that he should die. Well, she did uh, a, a, a method where the rabbis will stop learning for a moment in order that uh, Rabbeinu Kadosh Neshama will leave him. Why? Because he had stomach problems. So every time he had to put on his tefillin, take off his tefillin, put him on, he was giving him a lot of uh, tzad, these intestinal problems that he had. The kevan amte, the rabbi, since the servant of rabbi, so the outcome is in the betekise. Yeah, you have to keep on going to the bed. Actually, she said, She prayed, Let the Elyonim, the angels, overpower the Tachtonim, the rabbis that were praying for Rabbi Rakadosh Kilomar. Let him die. Person that goes to visit, it's a more proper prayer. It's more beneficial because he sees the sick person in front of him. We know for sure he's not going to cause him life because he's not going to pray. And even where it's more beneficial for the per- person to die, by not visiting, he doesn't even know how critical the situation is. He's not going to even pray for him to die. I mean, he doesn't, in certain cases, not to die in a, in a malicious situation. He wants him to die... For his benefit. Even that doesn't uh, benefit him. Which means, he doesn't even give him that, uh, that Hana'ah. Our Gersa doesn't uh, uh, really fit in with the spirush of the, of the Ran so much, because it says, It's really not Gorem no Shiyamut, it's, it's, even uh, causing him to die doesn't do that uh, little thing. Okay, but that's what the Ran is adding this little uh, other thing. But the simple Pshat statement is, he doesn't pray at all. Because no, he, he doesn't have the sick person in front of him. He doesn't pray, and therefore, Gorem no Shemut, meaning because he didn't uh, pray for him. Story. Rava, Yoma Halish. Rava, on the first day he would get sick, Amar Lehon, he would tell his family, don't tell anybody that I'm sick. Why? I don't want my mazal to get weakened. Which means, maybe in Shemaim yet they didn't make the Gezeraya that I'm supposed to be sick. 
And by publicizing, everybody's going to start talking. Oh, he's sick, he's sick, he's sick. Once already they speak it, it's going to happen. Because you know, when people speak, it happens, it's the power of the tongue. So the first day, we say, you know what, maybe the Gezerah can be uh, overturned in Shabbat. Don't let the people say that I'm sick. Don't publicize it. Mikan, but on the second day already, we saw that his sickness was holding up. So he says, go announce the following in the marketplace. Anybody that hates me, all my enemies, and they heard that I'm sick, they should be happy. And what's the Pasuk Mishle say? Benfol o yibcha al tismach. It says, well, you're not allowed to, you shouldn't be happy when your enemies fall. Now the end of the Pasuk says, Pen Hashem God's going to see and he's going to get angry that people are being happy for their enemies' downfall. Ve'eshiv me'alav apo. And then what's going to happen? God's going to take away his anger on the sick person. So he's do me a favor. He's, he's using a method here. He said, anybody knows that I'm sick? Anybody that hates me, please be happy for me. At least I'll get uh, better. Because that's what the end of the Pasuk says. That if, they, if they're happy about your downfall, God will, uh, will, will cure you. And he says, Udrahim li. And, those, and he announces, and those that are my friends, please pray for me. Anybody that visits the sick people is saved from the punishment of Gehenna Shin Emar. Which simply means fortune is a person that does good to the poor people, and on a bad day, God will save him. What is this talking about? Because Holy Minus Pasuk. So Gibbara says, uh, when it says the word dal, dal doesn't mean a poor person economically, but dal also means a sick person. Uh, that over there, Pasuk, uh, is talking about when Haskiyah Melech got sick. So he says, and the sickness is breaking me up. Yibatsa'ini is like, is cracking, uh, cracking my body up. So you see, dala is also referring to sickness. Iname or menadenkira from the pasuk that says Madua atakacha dal ben hamelech baboker baboker. This was a pasuk talking about Amnon, the son of David Amelech. So uh, he made a, uh, a ruse that he was sick, and then he violated his half sister because she came to give him uh, food, and then he did something. Uh, but the point is, it says Madua atakacha dal ben hamelech. Why are you dal today? Dal meaning. Why are you sick? So you see, Ashrem Maskil El Dal. Fortune is the person that is taking care of the Dal, meaning visits the sick people. Now, how do we know he gets saved from Gehinam? We continue. En Ra'a Ela Gehinam. And when it says the word Ra'a, end up as Beyom Ra'a Yemalitehu Hashem. On a day of bed. What's a day of bed? Gehinam. Shin Emar, Kol Pa'al Hashem Nemahaneu, Vegam Rasha Liyom Ra'a. Says, and Rasha is destined to the day of Ra'a. What's Ra'a? I'm referring to Gainam. So you see, that's the uh, uh, reward of somebody visiting the sick people. And if he visits, what is his uh, reward? So he was Maskaro. We just told you, his reward is he gets saved from uh, the punishment of Gainam. What kind of question is that? What is his reward in this world over here? Which means, you know, we get sakhar, uh, you know, uh, in Olam Abba. But it has to be a midah, keneket midah, measure for measure, that God rewards in this world. What does he get in this world for, for visiting uh, the sick people? 
So comes Gemara and says, the end of that pasuk that we just quoted, Hashem Ashkil Eldal, the end of the pasuk says, Hashem Yishmerehu Vihayehu Vihushar Ba'ares Be'altetenehu Benefesh Oyebav. So now the Gemara is going to go and expand on each one of these uh, words in the pasuk. Number one, Hashem Yishmerehu Meyesarara. Number one, God's going to save the person, the visitor, from Yesarara. What's the logic? Because it says that when a person gets healed, uh, it's a sign that all his sins were forgiven. And therefore, since the person that visited helped in the uh, refuah, so therefore you aided to cause this person's sins to be forgiven, which means there's a judgment on a person that's sick. Once he gets better, it's a sign God atoned for his sins. And who helped the process? The visitor. So therefore, God's going to save you from the Yitzhara. You also will be saved from sins. How do you get saved from sins? Yitzhara will be in check. Of course, that's uh, you went and alleviated the pain of others. So God will alleviate person's own pain. He'll be uh, fortunate in the land. Which means... Some have the Everybody's going to respect him. Uh, because, uh, like the story of Rabbi Akiva, he lowered his respect when he visited the sick person. He's mopping, he's sweeping up. You lowered your respect. So therefore you're going to receive respect from others. That's according to the Oto. But we have over here, Hakol Bo. So the Mephashim explained over here that we just said uh, that... Uh, when the people see that uh, the uh, visitor has good fortune, so what are the people going to say? Oh, there's a God in the world. He rewards uh, the tzaddikim. He gives them their, uh, uh, you know, uh, proper rewards. So I call it kabedim bo, which means through this person, they're going to come and uh, have a understanding of HaKadosh Baruch They're not going to have any questions on Borei Olam. It's going to lead them to Te'emunah. It's going to be a Kiddush Hashem, that's the point. They're going to use him as a, a means to Kiddush Hashem. Look, he did the right thing, and he's having Aslacha. He's not going to be placed in his, in his enemy's uh, uh, hands, let's say. She is That God is going to give this person good friends. Like Naaman, he had good people around him that advised him to go get cured from his tzara'at. There was a shifha, there was a certain uh, Jewish maid that worked in the house of Naaman. She was kidnapped. And uh, she gave the advice that what? That Naaman should go. Naaman was the, uh, the general of Aram, the goy. So he kidnapped a Jewish girl, and she advised him, go, let him go to the Jewish prophet, and he'll heal you. And then when he went, he was stubborn a little Naaman. He didn't want to take the advice of Elisha. All his advisors told him, what do you lose? Just go dip in the Jordan a couple of times like the prophet said, and you'll get better. So a person that visits the sick will have zikhut, that he'll be surrounded by good advisors like Naaman had, good friends. And he's not going to have friends like Rehavam had. Wow, who are the advisors of Rehavam? Rehavam was the son of Shilohan Melech. He became the king, but at his time, there was already a split in the kingdom. Uh, no more was it only Malchut Bet David, it was Malchut uh, Bet David and Malchut Yisrael. The first king of Malchut Yisrael was Yerovam ben Nevat. So now you had two different kingdoms going on. So uh, Rehavam wanted to establish his kingdom 
firmly to show that Malkut uh, Betavir is the Ikar, uh, is, the, is, the, is the Ikar. So what did he do? So when he became the uh, king, he wanted to you know, thwart off any, any other uh, kingdoms. So what did he do? He took advice. The uh, older uh, sages told him, listen, your father charged a lot of taxes. Uh, understandably, Shalomor needed to build the Beit HaMikdash. He also built the palace. So the people were burdened. So you want to gain the favor of the people so they'll go behind you? Lower the taxes. Lower the taxes, at least in the beginning, and then you'll gain their uh, favor. Good. And he was going to take that advice. But the younger ones, the younger advisors, they told the Rakhadam, on the contrary, you've got to show them that you're stronger than your father. You have to show them that you know, you're more tough. And therefore you have to make the taxes more. What did he do? He listened to the kids. He listened to the youngsters. Instead of listening to the, to the old uh, people, so he went after the bad advice. He hired the taxes. What ended up happening? People rebelled against him, and they went with Yeruvam. So it backfired. So therefore, God's going to give the person that visits the sick advises like those advise Naaman to the good, and he won't give him advises that, uh, like the one that the uh, that they advised them the wrong way. Now, what is the midah? Uh, so it seems you're being a good friend when you went to visit. So you'll be surrounded by good friends. So now the Gebra says that story of Rehavam. Tanya, If the young ones come along and tell you, build. And zikinim setor. And the old advisors tell you, destroy. Shemal zikinim. Always take advice from the older people. Because the construction of youngsters is destruction. And the destruction of the zikinim is actually constructive. You want to have a siman to remember this? Just remember the story of Rehavam and Shalomo. Which means, the older people told them, destroy, don't charge the taxes. But that was for a constructive purpose. It's a stira, but would have brought to Binyan. It would have established his kingdom. Here, the younger ones told them, build, charge more taxes. And what it ended up doing? It brought to destructive. He lost his uh, power. So therefore you see, when the, even when the Zikinim tell you to destroy, or stop, or don't go forward, they listen to them. Because their uh, regression is really progression, which means it will lead to, to, to ultimate success. Mashiach, when the, the Yiladim are aggressive, yeah, go, build, do, it's great, the, the more, don't listen to them. Because even their pr- progressiveness, their aggressiveness leads to regression, has leads to actually destruction. So take the advice of the, the older people. And that's why the Gemara says, how do you remember this advice? Rechavam and Shilomo. You always remember this too, Rechavam and Shilomo, and you can remember this very well. Amar Rav Shisha Dirav Idi. Lo lis'od inish ketzira, a person should not visit. Ovelis od means uh, to visit. A person should not visit Ketzira, a sick person. Lo betlat shay kadmaita, not in the first three hours of the day. Velo betlat shay batraita diyuma, and not in the last three hours of the day. Why? Kiehi delo lisak darte min rachame, because if you're going to visit him at those times, you're not going to pray for him. Why not? So Gemara says, betlat shay kadmaita. When the patient wakes up the first few hours of the day, he's strong. He just slept the whole night. 
Yeah. So a person goes to visit early in the morning, patient looks healthy. He says, ah, he's okay. And then we're not going to pray for him. And what happens? When you go at the end of the day, he's haggard after a long day. And therefore he looks very, very bad, worse than he is. So what does a person think? Wow, he's very sick. It's nothing to pray for. So it's over. No one's, you know, he's going to think that it's hopeless. Therefore he's not going to pray for him. So therefore don't visit him at those times because you're not going to get a true reading of the patient's real, uh, real uh, situation. Comes Gemara and says, Amar Ravin. Ravin comes along and says, Minai, Amar Minai, Chekadot Baruch Zan Etachode. Interesting. How do we know that a Kadosh Baruch Hu sustains the uh, sick person? Which means God really provides the sustenance for the sick person. Why? Because when a, a person gets fever, the fever that he gets causes him to lose his uh, appetite, and therefore he doesn't uh, he doesn't eat. Hakadosh, and he doesn't have to eat, which means his body is uh, sustained through the fever. So how do we know that that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is the one that sustains the the person, which means he gives him the proper heat of the body, and then he's not going to to need to uh, to eat. So the Gemara says, "Shene Emar Pasukat Tehidim Emalef Hashem Yisadenu Yisadenu is Rashon Seuda Al Eres Devai." But she's on his uh, on his deathbed. Which means that's like uh, he gives him a, he gives him a uh, sustenance. The Amar Ravin, Amar Rav, Minayin Shashikina Shiruya LeMalim Mitatoshel Chole. How do we know even more that the Shikina rests on the uh, on top of the bed of a sick person? Because the pasuk says Shne Amar Hashem Yisadenu Al Eris Devai. Ovir means Hashem supports the person Al Eris Devai on his bed. Which means he's there with him. So he comes and he, he stays uh, by the sick person uh, himself. Right? He, he protects him. So comes Gemara and says, based on what we just said, the person comes to visit a sick person. If let's say the sick person is lying on the floor. So now the visitor should not sit above the sick person on the bed. Or a bench. Why? Because you're, you're sitting above the Shekhinah. Because the patient is low. He should you know, wrap himself up, and sit on the floor with the sick person. Because the Shekhinah is above the Now, the reason why Meiri says he should cover himself up with his uh, talit is because um, uh, when he sees that the uh, this, the visitor is sitting on the floor covering himself up, it'll cause the patient to be marir b'tshuva. It's a serious thing. Even the visitor is humbling himself, dressing himself up with anava. So it's like a way to inspire this person to make the teshuva. Uh, but if he's sitting up high, so then it gives the patient gava. He says, oh, because he's sitting above the Shekhinah, so therefore it's not going to remind him to make a tishuah. So it's a method, and also to, to weaken, not weaken, to, to lower the spirit of the sick person in the sense that he'll feel they should make it, which is to his benefit. If he makes the shuvah, 
But he doesn't want to say it explicitly because maybe it's not uh, nice to say. So therefore, he does it in a uh, in the Ramesh form like that. Okay, now the Gemara moves on to another statement of Ravina Marab, nothing to do with the Korholim. And there's a different, totally different sugya. Three lines on the bottom. When it rains in the West, meaning when it rains in Israel, their testimony is that the Euphrates River rises. Because the people in Bavid, when they see the Euphrates River rise, they know it must have rained. It must have been a nice rainfall in Eretz Israel. Nafkamina for what? What do we have to know? Such uh, you know uh, weather conditions in Bavid, or uh, they can know the situation in Israel. So look at the Ran. Amar Rav Avin Amar Rav Mitrab Ma'arava Rain in the West Sahadara Baperat. It's a big testimony that what? The Euphrates rises. Person now wants to go to the Mikveh. Can't go to the Mikveh there. Why? Rules, get the rules by a mikveh. Rainwater is only kosher for a mikveh if it's still. If it falls into an area and it's not moving. When you have rainwater in, let's say, the river, so the river is moving. Now it's flowing. Flowing rainwater is not kasher for mikveh. And the assumption is, now that it just started to rise, the Euphrates, that's coming from the rainwater. So now, and the, and the river is moving. So that's you can't go to the mikveh at that time. You got to wait till the rainwater uh, drains out, and then you can go back. So it says, like the rainwater has to be still. The Torah says that a mayan, you can go into a a spring. A spring is a moving water. So the Gemara wants us to say, maybe just like a spring is kasher when it's moving, so too rainwater is also kasher when it's moving. Tamud Omar, ach ma'yan ubor. Ach, ach, it's coming to exclude. Ma'yan, ma'yan mitel bezuhalinu mikveh ba'ashborin. Mikveh means where the water is collected. So there's a haluk. A regular river has a deen of a ma'yan. Because where does the river get its water from? From underground sources. So that's like a ma'yan, it's like a wellspring. So therefore, no problem if the river is moving. No problem. Mashi'ik and rain, rain's got to be still. Now, when you have majority of, of, of rain, like this case over there, where you see it rose, you don't know, go, 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 stop measuring how much water was there, how much rain water. So therefore, you have to assume that what? Humrah. Don't go into the mikveh. When overflowing its banks, it's regular flow. You see, it's just a little... Uh, you know, rise. You don't have to worry about the majority of rainwater in there. No problem. Fine. So that's the first statement. Comes the Gemara and says, But this statement is arguing on Shemuel. He comes along and says, The river... It's um, overflowing, it's elevation of water comes from the bedrock. 
What does he mean by that? Look at the Ran. Ufliga deshuah damar shmuel narab the rivers mikipim itbarich mikipim misalok kilomar mekoro from its source. Who mitkadeshah papish aronim shagishim yordim narot mitrabim. You know, you see when it rains, the Euphrates rises. Ikar lebuyan. The major uh, influx of rain is coming from where? Memekoranu. It's actually coming from the spring itself. For every tefah of rain, so to speak, that comes from above, two tefahim of spring water will rise from the bottom. So therefore, you're always going to have the majority of zohanim. You don't have to worry about rainwater. Because no matter how much rain comes on top, double is going to come from the bottom. You're always going to have more uh, river water than you're going to have rainwater. Right, for every tefah of rain, you have tefahim, two tefahim of mayan. Even though you see tremendous rise of the water level of the Euphrates, no problem. Because you know, but how much rain got went in there, double the amount of, uh, uh, of spring water went in there. Therefore, even though it's moving, it's not going to be a problem. So we have a mahluk and a fantastic mahluk between uh, Rav uh, Avin in the name of uh, Rav, Rav and Shemuel. So mahluk Rav and Shemuel. Rav says, you can't always go into the Euphrates for the Mikveh. you got to wait. And Shemuel says, no, you don't got to worry about it because always it's the bedrock that's causing the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the water to rise. Rav Zikimuran says, Shemuel contradicted himself. In one place he's saying over here, what? You can always go to the Euphrates. You don't have a problem. But in another place he said, He said that you cannot go into the Mikveh of Zohalim, where the waters are, the river is moving. Except in the Euphrates, So let's do what Shemuel said. Let's just get the statement, and then we'll see the, uh, the Ran. He said, a river that's moving cannot go in there to the Mikveh, except the Euphrates River. Now we have to see if he meant the Euphrates and things that are like the Euphrates, or he's only talking about the Euphrates per se. And even in the Euphrates, you can only go into it in the months of Tishri. Why? So let's read it down. Because you know, it's not the rainy season in Tishri. And it's not the time that the snow is melting. So you have the, the runoff. So therefore you know for sure that it's all Euphrates water. It's not rainwater, so you have no problem of more rainwater in the Euphrates than uh, than uh, than river water. So for sure in Tishri you have no problem. You don't have to you don't have to do anything. Oh, now that I'm talking, don't think that he said you can only go into the Euphrates River and all other rivers are asur. And don't think that he's also coming to say that. Outside of Tishri, you can't go into the Euphrates either, because that's a very small window that Shemuel told us. You can only go through a Mikveh in the Euphrates River in Tishri. Uh, he didn't mean only Euphrates, and he didn't mean only Tishri. Well, but that's what he said. So he says, 
אתה דכיוון דכולה חדשה שם משום שמא ירבו נוטפים על הזוח הרימי, the whole issue is over, you want this to be more rain water than מעיין water, כל שאנו בקיאים בפרט ביומי תשרה כמה היא עלייתו, so long as you were around during תשרה to see the water level of the Euphrates, so then already you can gauge it for the rest of the year. But if you don't know what the water level was at the time of Tishri, then how are you going to gauge? You've got to be, have to be Hoshesh. So that's all he was telling you. He says, so long as you know where the river was holding in Tishri, so then already you'll know exactly the water level, so that you don't have to worry now if there's going to be a little rain, if it rises a little, you'll know exactly that there's more uh, river water than, uh, than rain water. Not only Euphrates, any river, if you can use this uh, gauge. ויודעים אנו בהם שלעולם אינו מתמעט בשיעור כך, ואפילו בעת יובש גדול. You know that the lowest level it goes to would be in תשרי, where, you know, even at the time of, uh, uh, of the dry season, כל שאין אנו רואים בו, כי אם אותו שיעור, למה אני חושב לו? Now, if you come two months later and you see the same level, what are you worried about? The, 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 that's the lowest it gets. And therefore, you're not worried that there's any rainwater. לקה למחק תשמע ירבו נוטפים לזוחלים. אלא, so what is Shemuel teaching you then? אלא שמואל תרתי כמה שמעלן. He's really coming to tell you two חדושים. חדה, דנהרות שהם מחזבין ממהם. מחזבין ממהם means you have rivers that dry up. מחזב, meaning it, uh, it dries up the water. אין טובלים בהם לעולם. You have rivers that the water of a sun just stops the flow. Stops, you can't dip in these waters. Why? וכיוון שפעמים שמחזבים לעולם, חוששים בהם לגשמים או להפשרת שלגים. If the rivers themselves stop up, let's say there's a blockage or some type of stop, where the mayan stops, now you see there's, but there's water in there. Oh, so you have to assume that maybe this water over there that we're looking at is really snow that melted or it's rain that fell in. Because since these type of waters over there do stop, So then you have to always be hoshesh, that the water you're looking at over here is not the real river water, it's really rain water. really says this in the Mishnah. It says, Wow, even if it dries up once, no, once every seven years, which is a far-fetched uh, uh, case, doesn't matter. But let's say you know the reason why it dried up. You know that, we, for example, you, you, you can understand why it dried up, which means, you know, let's say there was an army that came through and they drank all the water. Well, so you, know, you, you know the reason, therefore you don't have to assume, uh, 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 you know, that, that it was rainwater. Or let's say it was, it was time of famine. So everybody's drinking the, the water. Dries up without, without reason, you don't know why. The water of the Euphrates, you got to know, never stops. There's always a constant flow. So you don't have to worry about that issue over there of being hoshesh, that maybe there's rainwater and not river water. 
Number one, Euphrates River is different than rivers, other rivers. It's always flowing. Perat is only an example of waters that don't stop, that never dry up. Not only Prat, anything that's like Prat, you never have a issue of worrying about that maybe the water there is now a rainwater. Because on those rivers, it's asut to go there forever. The pasul for, forever. Prat is not like that. Meaning, Prat, the water is always flowing. So you don't have to worry about the issue of Maim and Mechazebim. That's issue number one. The Kaman, I mean, now that you told me you don't got to worry about the issue, meaning it's a kosher Mechveh, the Prat. But don't think always. Why? Don't think just because it's not mechazev, you can go dip in it all year long. Only the people that know the water level of Tishri. Even if a guy doesn't know what's going on, which means you don't got to worry about Notri, because you know already the level where, 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 where it was in Tishri. The guys who don't know, they limited to Tishri. But the guys who do know, they dip all year long. So long as you can make the, uh, the assumption. So let's get Shemuel's two Hadushim Number one, Prat is kosher for Mikveh. Uh, why would I think it shouldn't be kosher? No, because there's some rivers that are not kosher. Mechlal. A river that dries up once every seven years, no good. Because you don't know now where, where, what, what the water is. Maybe the water is here all, all from the rain. Maybe it dried up, now the rains came in, and this is uh, rainwater. So you don't know. It's got to be hoshesh. So it's telling you, number one, Tarat is not one of those rivers. It's not mechazev. doesn't dry up. It's always flowing uh, with the, the, the spring water. No problem. And even in Prat, Dodingo all year long, you can only go into Shri unless you know what the, where it was holding into Shri. You can go all year long. Wow, if you come into Shri and you see that the water level is very high, we already have to suspect that maybe this rainwater even into Shri. Don't even go into Shri. It's not an automatic. Yes, right, that's what we say. Saying generally speaking, in Tishri you're not going to have problems because that's not the rainy season. during the rest of the year, you have to be hoshesh of rain. But like I said, if you could, if you know what went on in Tishri, you're not going to have a problem uh, all, all year long. Okay, so that's the way that Ran learns. So, what do you see according to Shemuel? He's arguing what he just said before. Didn't Shemuel just tell us before you never have to worry about any any, any rivers? No matter how much rain comes in from the top, you always have double coming in from the bottom. So I don't have to worry about Rov. Here he's telling me, no, you got to know what goes on at Tishri, after that. So you see, Shemuel himself contradicted himself. Yes? Okay, continue. Yamara. Abu Shemuel, the father of Shemuel, Avad Lehon Mikvaot Libinte. He made for his daughters, this is the father of Shemuel, that means for Shemuel's sisters. Father of Shemuel made mikvaot for his daughters, biyomen nisan, in the months of nisan, umapase biyomet tishrei, and mats in the month of tishrei. What exactly did the father of Shemuel do for his daughters? So, Ran. Different interpretations here. Abu Shemuel avid lal libinte mikvaot biyomen nisan, 
שמפני שהיה חושש את השנת שלגים, לא היה מניחם לטבול בזוחלים. First interpretation in Nisan time already was right after the rainy season. So he said, you know what, I don't want you to go into the uh, Euphrates. Because I don't know, maybe there's uh, a lot of rain over there. So lot, he made them uh, mikveot. He built a regular mikveh with rainwater, and uh, they would go to the rainwater mikveh. But in Tishneh, what? He allowed them to go into Euphrates, because you know already it's not the rainy season. So what are these mats? So the Ran says... בנהר היה נותנן תחת כפות רגליהם משום טרית, דלא לבי חציצה. On the bottom of the river you have tar. And therefore if a lady is going to go into the mikveh over there, what's going to happen? Her feet are going to touch the tar, חציצה. It's an interposition on the mikveh of waters. So therefore he would put mats on the bottom, so when they would go in, their feet are touching the mats and not the flanda floor. So that's uh, the father of Shemuel, that's one interpretation. In the spring, meaning in Nisan, he made the mikvah, because oh, he doesn't want to go into the Euphrates, because he doesn't know the level. But she can tishli, no problem, go into Euphrates, but you have mass, you don't have a hatzitzah. Next pshat in the Dan. This is the one he likes better. Iname litzni'uta be'alma. No, the mats were not for hatzitzah, it was for modesty purposes. Vayam maniham litbol benar mishum debiomet tishli lekal lemechach zohalin. Which means, in Tishri, like we said, he's not worried about rainwater, right? So therefore, he left them going to the water. And that what it says, in Nisan, he made mikveh, means, It's not only that month, from Nisan to Tishri, he didn't let them go in the waters. And also in the rainy season itself. So therefore, in the, in the, in the post-rainy season, from Nisan, Nisan to Shishan, not the rainy season. But you're concerned that from the, from the season, what happened? Maybe the water rose. So from Nisan to Tishri, he didn't let them go. And in Tishri only, he let them go into the, to the Euphrates. And then in the rainy season, right after Tishri, he stopped them again because of the Zohalim. So this Pshat is saying that the concern was what? All year long, really, he didn't let the, uh, uh, his daughters go into the Euphrates. In the rainy season, because of the rain, and in uh, Nisan, the post-rainy season, because he was Hoshes from Nisan to the street, the end and Ashon Nawakli. But the Ram doesn't like this Pshat. Why? He should have said that he made his doors all year long. And then in Tishri, one month, he made for them, uh, you know, walls for Sini when they went into the river. But they don't say that, but. Now, instead, according to this Pshat, they never went into the phrase only one month a year. Just say, Kolashata, he made them a mikveh, and then one month a year he made for them mechitzot, so when they go into the river, that's an irut. The fichach, so he says his own shot. Nereli, the binte, the abu dishmuel, besatva, satva is like the autumn, the fall, lo ayud tovlot benar mishum tsina. They didn't go into the river because it's too cold. You don't want to go to a mikveh outside, the water's freezing. Ela bimikveh they went into the mikvehs in the house. So when it says Shemuel made for them a mikvahot, because they didn't want to go uh, outside. Once the autumn came, it's a little cold outside, so they made mikvahot in the house. But in Nisan, where the weather's better, so he would go, and they would start going outside to dip in the mikvahot. He would prepare for them outdoor. Mikvaot from Nisan to Tishri. So again, in the staff, let's just get to the history here. In this, from the autumn on, autumn to Nisan, 
that would be like from Hezvan. After Tishri. From Hezvan to, 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 to Nisan, they went to indoor Mikvez because it was too cold outside. Starting Nisan, the weather got nice outside, so Shemuel prepared for them outside. Mikvaot, no problem. Now, Ubiumet Tishri, but in Tishri itself, but in Tishri itself, he, was, he didn't have to make them any mikvaot. Because he wasn't worried about any rainfall, so he let them dip in the Euphrates. Which means that they had to make for the mats now. Why? For the Tzini'ut. Because now they're going outside. And to the Euphrates River. Or mats for the Hatzitaris. Either one. Once the Shri passed, really they could have continued going into the, into the Euphrates River. According to what we're understanding, if you know already the level of the Euphrates, that's Pasul. So, so why do you only make it into Shri, uh, the mats? That, that was for, for convenience reasons. They don't want to go into the Euphrates River after Tashri because it's too cold. So according to the Rad's understanding, there's like three, three stages. In Nisan, they went outside. Outside Mikveh, no problem. Uh, from Nisan till uh, Tishri itself, it was uh, very, very good. He made for the Mikvaot outside. Tiken Naim Mikvaot outside. From Hezvan to Nisan, it was too cold. They could have went to the Euphrates River. I mean, Shemuel knows, the, 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 uh, the father Shemuel knew the level. But they said, you know what, it's too cold, they don't want to go, so he made for the Mikvaot inside. In Tishri itself, where you have no problem, not on the cold factor, and not on the rain factor, so they went into the uh, they went into the waters uh, themselves, but he prepared for them mapatzeh. Uh, so now the only thing we have to solve in this sugya, because either there was tar on the bottom of the water of the Euphrates, so it's hatzitza, or for sinuot reasons, other six months either went in the house or he made them in a, in a private area. But here it's public areas; you have to make them sinuot factor. But now the sugya we have to figure out number one, who's halakha like. You have a look at Rav and Shemuel over here. Rav held that what? When the water rises, you got to be concerned that it's rainwater. Shemuel said not bedrock. Then you got to be concerned. How do you, we never reconciled the stira and Shemuel. Come on, just leaves it. Shemuel, ufliga adide adide. One case, Shemuel says bedrock, you don't got to worry about nothing. Then he comes along and says, no, you got to be worried about Tishri, rising. Well, make up your mind. The Gemara doesn't reconcile that. And then you see that the father of Shemuel also didn't go like his son. Which means, obviously, Abu Dishmael, at least he didn't go like the first statement of his son. Because he was concerned. In Tishri, he said, no problem. Uh, uh, in the Euphrates. Well, why only in Tishri? Because other times of the year, there was uh, problems with the, with the rain. What do you mean? Well, according to the first statement of Shemuel, there's no problem ever. So you see that, according to one of the versions of Shemuel, he's arguing on his... Own father. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you posek alakha in this case? So it's, it's Rav and the fathers of Shemuel, and one version of Shemuel, against a statement of Shemuel. Mm-hmm. So we have to figure out how do you posek over here with all this uh, shitot. I mean, you have to figure out the kladim over here. So the Ran says, Ulyan alakha. Pasak Rabbeinu Tam Kishmuel. He took the, the lone opinion. That says what? Daman naram mikipin midarich. Bedrock, you never have to worry about the waters, the rivers. Whatever comes on top, twice the mat is coming on the bottom. Even though Rab is arguing on him, and we have a rule. Normally we take Rab when it comes to things like this that are not monetary issues. 
ve'od da'abud d'shuen nami shvira lekerav. And number two, you have the father of Shmuel that also argues on that. Ve'idak d'shuen nami pliga adid. And you also have Shmuel's other statement that's so it's like three against one over here. You have Shmuel himself, Rav himself, Abud d'shuen. Afidu acher kaimanan k'shuen. I don't care that Rabbi Nutam says we go like Shmuel. That says it's the bedrock that's rising it. Why? We're giving the names of the Euphrates. Euphrates had a couple of names. So one says the name of the Euphrates is Yuval, like Yovel. So why do we call it Prat? If its real name is Yuval. So it says, Because its waters are fruitful and multiply. What's pshat? On its own. The waters themselves multiply. So you see what? It produces its own water. Because it's constantly being produced from the Ibar. Shmuel didn't only say it by the river of Euphrates. He said it by all rivers. Over there the Gebara is saying, we say by Prat specifically, if it happens by the Prat River, the Randwat Sifrabinutam, all the rivers are like that, because all the rivers get their waters from the Euphrates. And therefore has the same uh, the same system. If a person that says, I'm making a day that I'm not going to drink water from the Euphrates, as soon you can't eat water from you can't drink water from anywhere. Why? Even let's say a poor guy that's drawing water from the well, Sulme de Prat it's from the from the waters of, of Prat. So Shemuel has friends. He has Tanaim that agree with him. Who, which Tanaim? Masjid Bechorot. Rabbi Meir and Rabbanan. That they're calling the river Euphrates from Lashon Perat because Parim Verabim. What's Pshat Parim Verabim? Multiplies from itself. Oh, that's exactly what Shemuel said. So Shemuel's not a loner. Even though Rab's against him, but if he has Tanaic support in Masjid Bechorot, so therefore, the Tabiru time says, we're going to take him. Then himself, if he died there, should the Olam tovlim ben Harot? According to this, you don't have to worry. You can go to the rivers at any time, overflowing, above its level, and never have to worry. I feel like Shemit Barakin, and Ben Mahmad Gishun, if he sheen tefah yored mele ma'ala, sheen teom ola leklato tefahayim. So I don't care if there's a tefah on top, you got to know there's two tefahayim that came on the bottom. Okay. Go to the next line. Aval. Rabbeinu Hananel, Varav Alfasi, Pasku Kerav, Uchabud Shmuel. We're against Shmuel's statement of the bedrock. What? You have to know what went on in Tishri. I'm not worried about the Mechazevim issue. Perat. The water doesn't dry up. So therefore, it's a kosher for Megveh. But not always. You have to know where it was holding in Tishri. Now, if you can gauge it in Tishri, now, it may be kosher all year long. But you have to know. I mean, there is a rainwater factor in Prat. That's what the Rach wants to say, and that's what the Rif wants to say. 
And now the Ramban explains why would they posek like that. Yeah, even you have a statement of Shemuel that says it's from the bedrock. We have a story happened there. Shemuel was just talking. The waters come from the bedrock. Okay, but the father of Shemuel did a ma'aseh. Which means he actually took his halakha into practice and he built for his daughters a mikvaot. And in Tishri, he let them dip in the Euphrates. Because he knew that in Tishri, you don't have a problem. So you see, you don't take a Agadaic statement, so to speak, over a Maaseh. Maaseh Shaya. Abu Dishmael is much more strong than the statement of Shemuel. And furthermore, Ushmael Nameh. Oh, here's the key. And even Shemuel himself, Lavle Inyan Maaseh Amra. When he said it comes from the bedrock, he didn't mean it. He himself contradicted himself. So what do you mean? Which you know what Shemuel was really saying? From the law it's permissible. Because really it comes from the bottom. But you know what? You should be mahmir. So sometimes rabbis do that. They make two statements. They say, halachically it's legal. Adalma. Yes, Rahmir. So Shemuel, Shemuel doesn't know he's contradicting himself. So Shemuel said, you know what, really, in truth, nobody has to worry about going into a mikveh of, 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 of rivers, because it's always two to one ratio, you have no problem. But you know what? I mean, for everybody, you don't, you know, follow the Tishni rule. Gauge it in Tishni and, and all that business over there. But you just said, I know what I said, but better to be Mahmir. So therefore, we're finally seeing now a reconciliation between the two statements of Shemuel. So therefore, there's nobody to rely on. The Ramban saying, how could you forsake like Shemuel's bedrock theory, where he didn't say it even, he was just saying it as, you know, it's a fact, but don't take it. Good. But the Gibbalah says Shemuel himself is contradicting himself. All it's saying is, don't take both statements of Shemuel simultaneously. You can't take both statements simultaneously. you got to take one of them. So therefore, one of them is his law, and one of them is his theory, but not to take it as a halakha. But himself was And therefore, he's coming along to, to explain that uh, as well. Good. Now, go to the next paragraph. Nimsa. Nimsa akshav lefi klal. Okay, good. Let's add to the rules now. Any river that dries up, we follow Mishnah Parah. Dries up, it's out. I don't care if it dries up once every seven years, can't go in it. The big rivers, so long as you're fluent, you know their water level in Tishri, so long as you can gauge that there's not a majority of rainwater uh, based on your understanding of what it was in Tishri, no problem. But if you see that really 
the, the water level is very high, then even in Tashri you have to be worried about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tashri is not an automatic. Tashri is just giving you a normal gauge, a barometer, because in Tashri normally it's, uh, it's okay. I feel you be in Tashri to build them. Now let's say God doesn't know what it is in Tashri, you don't know anything. Then all you know you can't go because you don't, you don't know where it's holding. Except for Tashri itself, you can rely on the setam that what in notfim rabim alim. Okay, so that's that. Uh, that's that uh, solution. Last line. Miu ikaman de amar. There is an opinion out there that says dechi aishiran de rabu notfin alazohalin dafka litbol bimkom shelo aita sham zechilatot shel nahar kodem nachan. Ava bimkom shaita zechilatot mitchila afapish akshav rabu notfin alazohalin. Wow, there's another shita that wants to come along and say that this only issue of majority of uh, of rainwater is talking about a place where the waters were not flowing originally. But if the waters are always flowing in this place, I don't care even if you have majority of uh, rainwater, as long as the waters are constantly flowing, the flowing takes over. It's a very tremendous kula now. She's now already, so long as it was flowing, I don't care rain, the rainwater becomes kosher from the, uh, from the Mayan. Brings, brings a whole uh, over here, and he brings uh, proofs uh, back and forth, uh, if, if that's true or not. But for our purposes, let's just review the shitot lahalacha. The Ram brought us two primary shitot, Rabbeinu Tam, and also against him is the Rach and the Rif. Rabbeinu Tam was posek like Shemuel's statement, bedrock, no problem. Dip in every water forever. You never have to worry about rain. You always have double the amount of zohalin, which is fine. The Ramban, the Reef, the Ra, they said no. Shemuel never meant in halakha la'ma'aseh, that bedrock theory. He said it in principle, but not la'ma'aseh. He wasn't even contradicting himself in the sense where he's arguing on himself. He made both statements. Both statements cannot coexist. And like meant, this is their theory. But la'ma'aseh, he also went like his father. That what? In Tishri you have no problem, but other times you have to be Hoshesh. And that is the halakha, uh, the way the Ran himself also is possible. <laughs>